When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a hard fact of life that life can be hard. That might sound like bad news, but the good news is that therapy works, and BetterHelp can help you find a therapist to do what you need to do to stay on track. Therapy is whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work. Whatever you need, BetterHelp can help. I use therapy from time to time to help me sort through challenges, emotions, or just to ensure that I'm on track for the things that are important. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. And special offer to Man God Law listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash ManGodLaw. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash ManGodLaw. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Dylan was, he was a revolutionary, man. The way that, the way that Elvis freed your body, Bob freed your mind. This is Bob Dylan about man and God and law. Well, it's always been my nature to take chances. My right hand drawing back. While my left hand advances Where the current is strong And the monkey dances To the tune of a concertina It's not dark yet, but it's getting there. Would you rather be overthrown in Jerusalem or Argentina? If there's an original thought out there, I could use one right now. And there are no truths outside the gates of Eden. I knew the last word from the annals of the lyrics of Bob Dylan for this, our final episode of season two of the podcast, is an impossible but delightful task. Any task relating to Bob Dylan is delightful, meaning full of light, meaning full of spirit, wisdom, and enlightenment. That's true of making both seasons of this little show that woulda, shoulda, coulda, now more than 20 episodes and a few specialettes in. And that's true of the book I wrote that I hope you'll read about man and God and law, The Spiritual Wisdom of Bob Dylan. It's available as an ebook or as a pre-order prior to the May 3rd release date, wherever books are sold. Worshipping a God with the body of a woman well it Swimming in the deep waters of Dylan like this and 
many of you do it too, to think and write, to record and commiserate and reflect on this immense canon of work, it broadens one's scope for seeing and feeling the world. And that's what great art is for. And there's no art more profoundly, emotionally, immediately resonant than music. And when it comes to music, Dylan is all of that. We talked about muses and music last time. And we've talked about memory in America, death and race and writing, and teachers and home and artists covering artists, salvation, and so much more over the past two years. For this final episode, I'm going to stick with what it's really all about. It's the theme that seeps through nearly all of our best entertainment, novels, movies, and dreams. Meatloaf of anti-vaxxing blessed memory said it too. Two out of three ain't bad. But without that missing one, well, your goose is cooked. In the words of the great Mike Patton, what is it? It's love. All you ever needed. All you ever wanted. All that gives and all that takes away. Frank Sinatra, Pat Benatar, Donnie Hathaway, Billy Holiday, and Boy George. All they ever wanted and all they ever needed is the same thing that all of us ever wanted and needed too. That's love. Angelina launch the final season of About Man and God and Law Season 3 on April 1st. In the meantime, visit mangodlaw.com for dates of talks and scholar and residencies and events starting in March, details on the book, show notes, and more. But for now, this last bite of the Season 2 apple is a bit of a listicle. This is the 10 that leads to the 1. Like the commandments, a song each about self, child, nature, God, parent, friend, music, musician, country, and lover. All of these vessels of love. And what more? This episode has a thesis tied to the list. The thesis begins with something John Lennon said in 1966, quoted in an article from the Evening Standard entitled, How Does a Beetle Live? Christianity will go, Lennon said. It will vanish and shrink. I needn't argue about that. I'm right, and I'll be proved right. We're more popular than Jesus now. I don't know which will go first, rock and roll or Christianity. Jesus was all right, but his disciples were thick and ordinary. It's them twisting it that ruins it for me. Now, the main thrust of this podcast and the main thrust of my book and a lot of my teaching tries to explain how Lenin was right, sort of. Whether it's Christianity or other religious forms, something broke over the last half century or more in how religion allows many of us to make meaning. Maybe religions were always cracked. Maybe that's how the light gets in, as Leonard Cohen would say. And maybe it took popular music to pull back the curtain and see religion for what it was or is, yet embedded in religion, because it's so old and rich and has passed through so many hearts and hands, truths live. 
truths live as deep as the well of life itself. As a Jew, I think of the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And the litany that follows it, calling for complete love of God as a bedrock of living. Is not Jesus of Nazareth, through all of his trials and tribulations, bringing his teaching to the same head of a pin that holds all things? And so too the Beatles, the only rock stars that hold a standard as high as Dylan, sing the watchword of the faith of rock and roll, and remain more popular than Jesus in some quarters. Saying, singing, believing, all you need is love. Ten manifold ways of love in Dylan. A far from exhaustive list, and not exhausting because it's a quick one. And then we'll ask if there's a lesson here. Very much of the Beatles, and very much of Bob Dylan, and very much of the ancients too, about what this all adds up to. I'm Stephen Daniel Arnoff. This is episode 10 of season 2 of Bob Dylan, about man and God in law. Bob Dylan in love. Everything went from bad to worse Money never changed a thing Death kept following, tracking us down At least I heard your bluebirds sing Now somebody's got to show their hand Time is an enemy I know you're long gone I guess it must be up to me There's no hierarchy here No best or worst No love better than another It's not a top ten like that, Casey, but as a starting point for the ten kinds of commandments or commandments of love in our day and age, love of the self is one place to seek a core, even if it's immensely elusive, possibly distracting, and maybe the exact wrong place to start. And that's number ten, the self. Well, the Union Central is pulling out And the orchids are in bloom I've only got me one good shirt left And it smells of stale perfume In 14 months I've only smiled once And I didn't do it consciously Somebody's got to find your trail I guess it must be up to me Somebody's got to tell the tale I guess it must be up to me The thing about the self-love in this song, even if it is based on a high opinion of self of the poet-singer narrative of the tale, is that it is highlighted in each of the 12 verses by an act of self-preservation against some outside actor. Those guys from the county seat, Dupree. There are a fair amount of rowdies, but the main character that causes our hero to depend on himself is the lover who's not there for him. So he himself, he himself and he needs to be there for himself instead. We'll come back to that problem later. Let's play a little game, shall we? What love is so tangibly outside of the one who loves that it is completely and totally obviously not you? But at the same time, undeniably, and very often, but not only, biologically and genetically, exactly you. Who do you love? And who drives you nuts at the same time that you love them more than anything? 
the one you would protect above all. That's number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Is if I can't be there. At number eight comes a time, whether you are Neil Young or a prophet in biblical lands in either testament, new or old, when you need to go to number eight to get clean and to hear nothing, not yourself thinking, not your child, not your lover yapping, but rather just the breeze or the ocean or the swaying of trees or the harrowing, endless silence of the desert. And where do you look for this hope that you're seeking? Where do you look for this lamp that's a burning? Where do you look for this oil well gushing? Where do you look for this candle that's glowing? Where do you look for this hope that you know is there and out there somewhere? And your feet can only walk down two kinds of roads. Your eyes can only look through two kinds of windows. Your nose can only smell two kinds of hallways. You can touch and twist and turn two kinds of doorknobs. You can either go to the church of your choice or you go to Brooklyn State Hospital. You find God in the church of your choice. You find Woody Guthrie in Brooklyn State Hospital. No, it's only my opinion. I may be right or wrong. You find them both in Grand Canyon, sundown. The thing about love of nature is, in order to love it, you need to perceive it. Very young Dylan compares nature to the most transformative entity he has ever felt, at least in that moment in time. Woody Guthrie. Our feelings and perceptions frame and personalize the platform of nature. And that's a human intervention, an invasion of the pristine nature of nature. If a tree falls in the forest, did it fall if no one heard it? If a tree rises into the sky over a thousand years or more, is it still the king of the earth if no one is there to take in its beauty? Here I think of the masterful novel by Richard Powers, The Overstory, which is like the biography of God Jack Miles wrote a few decades back, a massive, creatively enwrapped, personified biography of the realm of trees in Powers's imagination, which amounts to a network of love of trees communicating, building, surpassing, surviving, that only a few of us have the senses to truly feel. Something moves at the base of the motionless trunks, Powers writes. Nothing, no everything. This a voice whispers from nearby. This, what we have been given, what we must earn. This will never end. Seven, seven, lucky seven. God is a concept by which we measure our pain, John Lennon said. God knows you ain't pretty. God knows it's true. God knows there ain't anybody ever gonna take the place of you. And nature, even as science tries, is ultimately immeasurable. God knows it's a struggle God knows it's a crime God knows there's gonna be no more water But try next time Because all of it, all of it We can never truly see 
But love of God, if we believe countless sacred texts, holds things together for people in age after age. What does God know about love that we don't? And is loving God the only way to avoid not knowing the ultimate truth about anything else? God knows it's fragile. God knows everything. God knows it could snap apart right now. Just like pulling scissors to a string, Dylan sings in God Knows. Number six. Well, we've quoted Bono before, how on Bob Dylan's 50th birthday, he said he loved him so much because Dylan continually confused women and God. In episode nine of this very season, we heard some of the mixed up confusion of mothers and muses. That line of lonesome day blues where Dylan sing moans, I wish my mother was still alive. It's almost like the last words before last words. When you reach for the same string that God knows connected the unseen mysteries of nature with the earthy realities of mothers and earth. Love of parents. I give you the end of a golden thread. Only wind it into a ball. It will let you in at heaven's gate, built in Jerusalem's wall. So wrote William Blake. The ball, it sounds like the sinews balled up into a womb, a womb of the gold that's woven together to become life and then is loved and then holds the parent to the child forever. That's the mother, the parent. That's love number six. At number five are Lead Belly and Woody, Neil Young and Lenny Bruce, Frankie Lee and Judas Priest. Dylan has a long list of friends he loves in his songs. He's said to be a very loyal friend in life, too. He was a friend of mine. He was a friend of mine Every time I think about him now Lord, I just can't keep from crying Cause he was a friend of mine Those names of friends in those songs are the ones he travels with or the ones who take him somewhere companions, those who see a little bit of the wonder that he sees, someone to share a scene or a smoke or one's troubles with, someone to commiserate with, even if it's only in one's memories, at a very particular crossroads while traveling on a train going west. Love a friend. To pay his room or board. He was a friend of mine I stole away and cried I 
stole away and cried Cause I never had too much money And I've never been quite satisfied And he was a friend of mine Love of Music, number four. You might say that Bob Dylan loves music more than anything. Or maybe that music was his first love and one that really never faded, even in those times where he got tired of making it and thought about hanging up his cleats and doing something else. I remember an album of a recording from Dylan speaking to a radio station in the 80s where he said, well, maybe I would have been better off on a boat. Music in the cafes at night and revolution in the air, tangled up in blue and later, of course, in one of Dylan's most beloved lines, one of his most quoted lines. Me, I'm still on the road looking for another joint. We always did feel the same. We just saw it from a different point of view. She was married when we first met, soon to be divorced. I helped her out of a jam, I guess, but I used a little too much force. We drove that car as far as we could, abandoned it out west. Split up on a dark sad night for the green Music has framed every different point of view, and it's love, an ethereal kind of love, but also a very specific one, one that Dylan has called his prayer book. So, too, it's fitting that number three will be a musician, the musician, the archetypal musician. That is Woody and Leadbelly, too. This Tiresias, Homer, this bard, the kind of figure who, for Dylan, transcends being a peer. It's a status he proclaims in the most famous eulogies we have cited more than once of Johnny Cash or Jerry Garcia or Merle Haggard or Little Richard. And there's one musician who, in many ways, seems to stand out in love and awe, an esteem that transcends death and history and is unattainable. This musician, Blind Willie McTell, where God is in his heaven And we are what was his But power and greed and corruptible sin Seem to be all that there is I'm gazing at the window My name, it ain't nothing. My name, my age, it means less. My age, the country, 
I come from is called the Midwest. I started and brought up there The laws to abide And that the land that I live in Has got on its side All the history books tell it They tell it so well The cavalry's charged You wouldn't hate it so much if you didn't love it so much With God on our side Remember those awful car ads? Was it Chrysler or Cadillac? Grizzled but gussied up Bob Dylan playing pool and talking about the greatness and uniqueness of America. Those American flags draped across the back of the stage in the shows in Paris in 1966 with what would become the band. The adaptation of a particular peculiar put-on accent Dylan adopted or adapted along the way that is distinctly American, even if it is hard to place. He loves his country, and that's why he has spoken so broadly about the ways it has let him down in his love, all the way to murder most foul. We spent a whole episode of season one on the love song mythology Dylan holds up of America, descending from Walt Whitman through Woody Guthrie and with shades of the same shadows of America that his friend and mentor Allen Ginsberg provided. Love and disappointment can go hand in hand, but commitment, staying a kind of course and still caring and still connecting and still singing the song of one's country, maybe that's a choice too. And Dylan surely loves his country. Now, number one. What could or would be number one but for this one? It's obvious. We've not drawn to a hierarchy, but this is the last of the loves we'll name. I'm sitting on my terrace for all of the reasons. The lover, lost in the stars, the muse, the savior, hope springing eternal, listening to the sounds of his person, the sad guitar. I don't know about you, but to be able to say at 80 years old that he still has to take a leap of faith to allow love in and out. Well, I don't know what to make of that. I've made up my mind to give myself to you. Except that when it comes to love, I saw the first, the list is endless. And Bob Dylan keeps adding to it in new and wonderful ways. I saw the flowers come and go. But most inspiring. I don't think that anyone is that he is still willing ever knew to give my himself to you. To give myself 
I've given myself to you I am From Salt Lake City to Birmingham From East L.A. to San Antonio I don't think I could bear to live my life alone God and man and law, they're all in here. But it all comes down to love. We started with love of self. When you give it up, let it go to love another. That's the ultimate risk and the ultimate return, the return to self, to give of the self, to give the self to another self. So is it true that all you need is love? It's as complicated a theme as any I know. And it dominates our world of creative expression. Plato, Maimonides, Mae West, the Beatles. Love and only love, it can't be denied. Now this little bit of loving is released on Valentine's Day for your listening pleasure. Wherever you go and wherever you are. I hope you find love if love hasn't found you. This has been episode 10 of season 2 of Bob Dylan about man and God and law. Check out the book about man and God and law. The Spiritual Wisdom of Bob Dylan wherever books are sold. Find out more about the podcast, upcoming events, and more at mangodlaw.com. Season 3, the final season of this podcast, begins on April 1st. We look forward to seeing you then. We're proud to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Check out all of the stellar podcasts for music lovers at PantheonPodcasts.com. I am your host, Dr. Stephen Daniel Arnoff. I hope you have enjoyed Season 2 of this show. It means a lot to me that this work has meant something to so many of you. Thanks for coming, and see you soon. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.